0: (laughs) And he's like, yeah, scratch my ears. And he's like, oh, I duped you? Here you go. Scratch this too. (laughs) Scratch what? He's got
1: like a little wrinkle right where his tail is, and that's where he gets itchy the most, in that little butt wrinkle.
2: Right in the butt wrinkle. And that is the intro to episode 182, Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast. We are here, and um, none of us, only one of us has a beer. Let's roll some (laughs) intro music and get right into this week's show. Enough of that jazz Hi, I have a dog licking me right now That's nothing new That's Meatloaf Meatloaf is licking me
1: Meatloaf,
2: Meatloaf, I loved your album, Bad Outta Hill (laughs) right, everybody, welcome to episode 182 We might sound a little different tonight We might sound a little raw and unrefined And that's because we're all holding our microphones like a bunch of cheesy Vegas acts (laughs) Because we are here in Jay's house We came to Jay this week I'm staring at Jay's uh, blue... Leg cast, it goes.
1: Well, technically, this is a splint. Oh, the is it? Cast got cut off because it was squeezing my foot because my foot had swollen.
2: That is so weird. To
1: twice the size that it should have been. Oh, okay,
2: okay, okay. So I, went I was going to say you the put a e- cast on your foot and it squeezes your foot. That's weird.
1: No, I went into the ER on the weekend and I was basically just, I couldn't even talk. I was in so much pain. Really? And they took one look at me. The, the waiting room was filled with people, but they took one look at me. And, and I actually put, had a, a
2: ball gag on you. And there, they literally <laughs> were like,
1: no, we need to cut this off immediately. So I got in front of Could, everybody. Were your
2: toes like, purple on the they end? They were starting to change yeah. color. Yeah. yeah.
1: So um, they cut off, it took an hour and a half for them to muscle it off. It was more excru- excruciating than the break itself, because he, when he was ripping it off, he was like, "Yeah, moving my leg and all of these fucked up angles." He probably, and, and
2: they were tr- probably trying not to traumatize it further.
1: Yeah, I think they did. <laughs> I think they did, <laughs> but oh well. I don't have the cast on right now. I have the splint.
2: Radical. So we are in uh, Jay's living room now. And we got Wigs here, we got Jay here. I kinda wanted to do we're 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 pretty much hungover because Fourth <laughs> of July was yesterday and dude I can't tell you guys how much barbecue and beer I drank.
1: Murca.
2: Yeah, Merca. <laughs> I'm in It's San Fourth Diego. of
1: July all month of June in my neighborhood. Yeah, they practice all every day. Well,
2: you mean blowing up <laughs> fireworks all oh, night yeah. Yeah. every day? Yeah, every day. dude, the fireworks have been going off for like two weeks in my neighborhood. So yeah,
1: yeah I, we get we get started a month early over here, <laughs> and we get a full like 180 degree view because we can see all the neighborhoods. Yeah. So on on the night before, you just see all of these like yeah.
2: fireworks so, across the town. Yeah. What part of town are we in right now? Uh,
1: it's North Long Beach, uh, adjacent to Compton.
2: North Long Beach, Compton adjacent Yeah, yeah I feel like we're in the city, the city of Compton Down the street
1: from the high school that uh, Snoop Dogg
2: went to Wow (laughs) repping at OG I'm gonna pause the recorder for one moment all right, now we're coming to you from the high school where Snoop Dogg <laughs> <laughs> went to. <laughs> okay, that on,
1: on location. We're
2: on location. Yeah, this, this week's show, we're going to keep it short. Uh, I'm actually in San Diego right now, and I drove up here just to do this show, and I'm going back down right afterwards, so I don't want to hang out here too long. Plus, I know everybody's probably getting... Everybody's... Faded um let me see is the WIR guys racing this weekend they don't race july 4th they wouldn't do that to themselves but i do think it's the first friday of the month for some reason so maybe they are maybe they're uh, getting their what is it what are they drinking their milwaukee's best <laughs> out of their system and they're gonna be hitting the drag strips tonight i should have checked that before i came over but yeah episode 182 uh welcome Thank you, patrons, as usual, for your support. I don't have my awesome little sound effects with me since we're doing it kind of live from Jay's house. We could actually, if if I had an inverter, we could do this from the back of my Scion. So one of these days we'll have to do that. We'll just have to, like, pull up to a random neighborhood and see uh, (laughs) what sort of stuff we can hack together. But, yeah, thank you, patrons, for your support. Uh, As usual, um, Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge crew, Jay, I was totally supposed to bring you and Ashley's little packets and your record player. Oh,
0: I totally forgot.
2: I wanted, weird. I was, I, I made a point. I need to leave by five or else I'm never not going to get there. And so I was like rushing to get out of there by five. I did. And, uh, I forgot to grab all that stuff. Oh, that's all good. I didn't even grab microphones. We're just yelling, uh, at the, <laughs> at you right now into your ear. Cans. Yeah. Um, also, so the packets are put together. Um, they'll be out this week. My wife told me she was going to help me. She got sick of seeing them lay around cause my, uh, where we podcast is next to my office. And so I go in there and, and I'm, I'm in a work mindset and I just work, 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 work when I'm done with work. And then I go in the house and do work in there. And so it's like, Oh, I noticed all your stuff out, uh, sitting there by your podcast station. And if you just let, want let me to put it together, I will. And she went out in like five minutes and threw all of them together. So I was like rad. And then she said, you get the envelopes and give me the addresses and we'll mail them. So we're going to get them out to you. Hopefully, this is so weird, but we're going to do it before the 4th of July. I know we're coming to you right now and it's Friday. I Don't ask me about time travel around <laughs> this place. So anyway, I hope you had a good 4th of July in the States. I'm kind of trying to remember what's going on around the rest of the world in July. I think it's just butt-ass hot in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And then it's winter on... The southern hemisphere, except for like if you're a flat earther, then wherever you think they have winter, it's cold there. Um, A couple things I did want to get out of the way first before we get into this show is Law Tigers uh, Monterey, the Moto America World Superbike round. They have 20 percent discount. Uh, head over to Law Tigers Facebook page um, or email creative writing podcast at gmail.com with moto code in the header, and I will send you the link to buy that. It's kind of a weird link that doesn't work directly from me posting it to our Facebook page or in our show notes, like stuff like that. So um, you, you have to get it from somewhere. So you can get it from Law Tigers Facebook page, which is what Brian Honeycutt did when he went to buy his tickets. Um, And they're selling through Ticketmaster So if you go there and you're looking up the thing Make sure you use the code LTIGERS19 um, And they'll get you 20% off uh, Discount from your tickets They're at Monterey And um, they're coming back to Laguna Seca Yeah I I was going to
1: say Because we were going to do the Laguna Seca one And I'm bummed out because my broken leg I can't do it now
2: Totally, so silent. you can't ride up there, but <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you could still still do it. I have a huge cannon; I never showed you it before, but it'll shoot you all the way up there. <laughs> um, also, the doghouse they have tickets for most of the Moto America. Burr, now I'm so loud. Uh, they have tickets to most of the Moto America rounds, and if you email them, go check them out. Uh, doghouse uh, Radio on check out their podcast uh, everywhere you get your podcasts. Um, they have their email there, and you can go email them. And if you're a veteran or you've never been to a Moto America race before, they're uh, going to give you a chance to get some tickets through them. Or they might just be giving them away. I forget exactly what their stipulations are. So they have a ton of ticks. Go check them out and ask them uh, hey, can I please have some tickets? Creative Writing said you had them. and uh, I'm a vet and or I've never been and they said you give them to me for free. I might have to give you a handy in the back alley but uh, that re- regardless which isn't even a word. Um, also <laughs> let's keep going on here. Law Tigers. Not only do they have the 20% discount code for the uh moto america world superbike roundup at monterey also they're having everybody knows right after isle of man comes Pikes speak right after pike's peak comes sturgis and so they've got a sweet deal um, there's a stylin and sturgis 2019 rally sweepstakes and if you go to lawtigers.com forward slash stylin dash n n sturgis 2019. We'll just put the notes in our in our uh, show notes so that you don't. You can just click on it from the the podcast app. Um, yeah, it'll take you there, and it, there's over twenty one thousand dollars worth of stuff that one lucky. It's basically like an all expense paid trip, like they're giving you airfare, bike rental, um, hotel, something like that. You're gonna have to go check all it out, check it out for uh, all the details. But yeah. Click the link for Law Tigers, Stylin and Sturgis Rally. Um, Darwin was really excited about it, and I'm excited to see who wins. Last thing I really have in the uh, creative writing sphere is um, Mimi and Moto books arrived, and I, I made a little uh, video today for those of you on our Facebook group for the Motor Motorcycles Podcasters Challenge. And I said, "Hey, I got your packets," and you might have seen in the video. On the left, the Mimi and Moto Motorcycle Monkeys Ride the Alphabet. So those books have started being delivered out to those uh, people, and they are going to be for sale, I believe, in August is what Mark's uh, letter said. All of them are signed, so that was pretty sweet, and I got some rad stickers. So I'm going to share these books with the little writers in my life and with some people that uh, I know that are educators that might be getting books into little kids' hands. Yeah, so that'd I have be pretty a- cool.
1: A friend who just had a kid recently, yes. and we we ordered one for his kid because yeah. my my buddy rides a scooter, and um, just yeah, it's good to get kids exposed to this stuff at a young age, even if they're not going to become riders, so that they can at least be aware of it. And yes, it all.
2: yes. And Jay, did we when um, Diggs was on the show? Did we talk about the moto? Remember how we were t- or the moto the uh, the tire issue? Remember when we were talking about dark siding yeah. and put in car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we? I don't. Okay. I don't
1: think we, I don't remember if we talked about it that issue, but I we, we, we talked about it the episode where we were talking about
2: tires. Okay. Because, pre- previous episodes. Because uh, this is already a couple, this is, this came back on the 7th. So, like literally almost a month ago, John got back to answer Oh, us. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Okay. And he said, Jay, sorry to hear about your clutch issue. Hope you get it fixed soon. I guess you wore the bike out on the MPC. Did we already talk about this? But he says, um, After that trip and talking to people, uh, it made a lot of sense that the spider could hydroplane since all the tires don't follow the same path. Like on motorcycle front tire, it pushes through the water first and the back goes through the same path. And on his, when the back tire slid out, uh, the traction control kicked in and he felt it regrip. But he was talking. We were talking about dark siding because Wiggs, your dad has like car tires on his Goldwing or something. Yeah, like so that. he's yeah a dark sider or whatever. It yeah. Is. So John listened to episode one seventy eight and he said, "I ride with many riders that have different types of bikes and they're all running road fives and they love them and they're getting ten thousand plus out of the rear tire. So yeah, yeah. you should you yeah. um, know." And then he said, they're on Ninja 1000s, MT10s, R6s, and FGR 1300s. So, bigger bikes. So, he, he would say, stick with the Road 5s as your tire. And he said, now for going dark side, I have installed a car tire on the sp- Spider, but after a trip to Pennsylvania last year during a rainstorm and hydroplaning a few times, I went back to the motorcycle tire. The car tire didn't have very deep treads compared to the OEM tire. So, I saw that you, re- you responded. I thought the to- Spider had flat tires on it. No, I guess they're kind of rounded They are kind of rounded on it I thought they were kind of flat too Yeah, he says just compared to the OEM tire And they probably do make them different Because, yeah, like when a car front tire goes through water Kind of like he was saying with the motorcycle tire The back tire follows that same path And, uh on the Spider, you have one one that's just making its own, the back tire making its own
0: unless way there around. A speci- unless they're a specific tire for the Can Am Spider, which they could be, but I kind of doubt it. They're a car the, tire. The
1: Spider is the one that has the two wheels up front and then one in the back, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Not, I mean, they, yeah, the they don't look super not, rounded like they're not rounded like motorcycle tires for no, sure. No, they're car tires. Um, They're not. So even if there the, the thing is you have three tires and something that doesn't weigh very much too it's not just that they don't follow the same path like a Honda Civic hydroplanes really easily too yeah <laughs> because it doesn't weigh anything like there's no weight you know to cut through the water but yeah it also it definitely depends on the on the tread like get a car tire with a deeper tread or something but yeah these tires are flat too. They're not I mean if So they do look like car tires. Yeah, they yeah, definitely do.
2: I know that I know that they might not be a hundred percent like the sidewalls and all that stuff might be a little different, you know, like just because you're steering it different than a car a little bit. I mean you're just steering it like a snowmobile, really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so well that just depends on the angle of the the dangle the arms and I mean yeah. a car a car has that too. Like you're yeah. You have uh, not the camber, the caster.
2: Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure. Stuff. I'm gonna have to check into that because I I literally don't pay any attention to spiders, but I probably should. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I don't <laughs> either, and I'm definitely not gonna say that I should.
2: Like I know the Harley's, um, the Harley's, Harley's, the Harleys have like a Shinko, the uh right? Don't the um, or maybe they even have a Road Five on them. The um, oh the trikes? Yeah, like the trikes. They don't have a car tire. Yeah, yeah,
0: on the rear they do. Really? Yeah, they're flat.
2: Uh, yeah, but they're not a car tire. It's not like a car... Yeah, I'm pretty
0: sure that's car tire. Really?
2: I'm going to check that out. Unless
0: that's unless someone makes a specific tire yeah. for that bike, and that's super, super rare. Yeah, they make them wear out f- way sooner than car tires. <laughs> <laughs> these, <laughs> yeah. these can only last 10,000 miles. Um, <laughs> like the FTR 1200 is like the only bike I can really think of that got tires made for it. Yeah.
1: Oh, really? They did?
0: Yeah, because they did like they basically brought back the K 180s, but they're pretty rock hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, forget. And, it, and it's an 18 rear.
2: Yeah, somebody was I listened to a couple different tire episodes on two different podcasts, and they were one of the guys was talking about the road America. No, there's something America's f- are for the Harleys, right? Isn't yeah, it, is uh, it? Shinko American makes American Elite.
0: American no, Elite. No, there's a Dunlop American Elite. That's who it was, Dunlop. Yeah, that's what's on my Dunlop, diner. yeah. Yeah. I absolutely love those tires. Yeah,
2: that's right. The guy from Western Power Sports was talking about Shinko's. That's what it was. And the guy from Dunlop was talking about the, uh, whatever the American ones are called for Harleys. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. They, they, I know that they do make specific tires for them. I think they, I think they look like a car tire, but something about them is different. So with no further ado, let me see if I can dial up some awesome, um, Uh, Stinger music here to get us to our first topics And maybe I should start talking into the mic like this Instead of screaming at it like an idiot But then, that wouldn't be creative writing Alright, news and headlines from the creative writing inbox Um, I decided on this episode to kind of keep it short So that you guys could continue to get drunk and blow up more things for 4th of July Break more bones Break more bones, ride more motorcycles, and light more things on fire blow up some pumpkins, whatever you guys do, um, in Minneapolis up there. Uh, talk about some news and headlines and clear out the creative writing inbox. I'm not going to clear out all the Ural stuff. I got so much stuff from Ural and, uh, nobody cares. So I'm not going <laughs> to even talk about it. <laughs> so, and, and most of their stuff is, is past like right here, the Ducati, um, uh, at Long Beach was, or whatever it is, Ducati Orange County, uh, was gonna let you watch Moto America there, or, uh, I'm sorry, Moto GP. So I was like, maybe I shouldn't read that one because that one's already passed. <laughs> so, but anyways, I did want to say that I did get some, uh, information in my inbox recently one of them was the high pipe motorcycle festival i didn't even really know about this i guess i maybe i've heard about it before but i think i've i'm only hearing about it this year because cycle gear is partnering with them and because it's going to be here in southern california well the high pipe motorcycle festival is revving up for its third consecutive installment august 16th through 18th at mountain high resort in Wrightwood, california Um, and it says Quote, this is from their little press release An oasis for real deal motorcycle enthusiasts The High Pipe Motorcycle Festival Is a diverse cornucopia for two wheeled fanatics Showcasing all makes and models of the bikes If it has two wheels and an engine It is welcome So So I haven't been to Mountain High probably since like 1998 because it hasn't like, snowed in Southern it's California.
0: Super close to Ojai too. It's not a bad drive from
2: here. Yeah, I
1: think with all the rain recently, it was getting yeah. natural it snow. Listen,
2: right, this year is the first year because I went like I started snowboarding in '93 and '94, and that year we had an El Nino, and I went up to my first time ever snowboarding. I went to Lake Tahoe, and there was like six feet of. Fresh snow the day we got there, and every night there was three feet of snow. So, you would the snow pack, they're like, Oh, yeah, today it's a it's like 24 feet deep, and I would fall and like go head first. And they would like literally have to come grab me by the feet and like pull a me out. Yeah, just your
1: feet would be sticking out of the snow. Yeah.
2: Now, let me tell you, you don't want to learn how to ride on like the world's best motorcycle because then everything after that's going to be crap to you. And I can tell you this because the year I, I learned to snowboard was like the best year California had had for like Ugh. 30 years. Yeah. And ever yeah. since, yeah. Yeah. Fresh pow. Like I knew what pow, I actually figured out what pow was because then I went after that and it got progressively worse every year as the El Ninos went away. And then we went into a drought for seven years. And I got to tell you, my my snowboard has probably seen more grass and sand than it has snow (laughs) in like the last decade just because it's been so crummy. And then when we did have like one year with good snow, there was... It like at all of SoCal, those are the only mountains, so they, everybody goes up there, right? Just and packed. yeah, you, you have to wait seven hours in traffic just to get there, and then all the snows melted, and you're riding on a um, basically like a big gulp or a slushy from, mm-hmm. you know, the convenience store. Or you
1: hit that like icy, yeah, icy hard part. Or that part. happens, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's all it,
2: it melts during the day, and then it freezes again at night, and it's just like slick ice. And they're like, hey, "Well, yeah. sorry, it's SoCal, not real snow." So. Um, I haven't been to mountain high for a hundred years and now there's going to be The irony of me going back there for a motorcycle event seems kind of funny, but I really do want to make it there It says they're going to have a scrambler kana Which sounds like they're going to have a little skills test set up in the parking lot And also if you come from like wiggins in my house and ride up Just a little bit west to the two and you can ride across to Wrightwood. and it said that they're going to be Doing that, they're going to be bringing people from four different locations up to Wrightwood. Probably from Apple Valley or whatever is behind uh, those mountains up the 18. Then they're probably going to be bringing people from the east, people from south, like San Diego area, up the 330 and all that stuff. And then people from um, what's it called? People from uh, like where Wiggs and I live across the two. So I think they're trying to get people there four different ways. Um, and I'm totally. I'm totally off on this. I was mentioning the freeways that go to Big Bear, but it's kind of the same ish area. So um, look it up. <laughs> Find your own way there. But yeah, they're going to have rides through there. So they're like, yeah, people will need, we're going to expose people to back roads that they probably never have been on. However, my friend who is the um, ride captain for the hog, uh, hog chapter down in San Diego, um, he was just up here in May, uh, the very end of May. So like one month ago ish. And I think they did their ride, actually, the first week of uh, June. And he said it was closed off because of a fire that was up there yeah. and land, then landslides and stuff. So he's yeah, like, dude, that, the that two... Area would-
1: got really dried out with all of the, the droughts yeah, and yeah. the non-rain we were having. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it should be right. rain now.
2: Yeah. So I guess when all that rain happened, there was landslides. Because when Wiggs and I went, the rain hadn't happened yet. And so it was actually really nice, and it was open all the way. But now to get up the two, you can't. You know where that little gas station, and you just like kick up the hill. I guess you can't even. You have to go up to Sunland, and come through to Hunga to get to the two. And so, hopefully by August they have it fixed. But it takes them forever to fix that road because nobody uses it. The only it's like the only people that use it is Caltrans to get back and forth to Wrightwood up there. So you
0: know there are a lot of like other little shootoffs off that too. So we yeah, could probably. Go a little further Like up to Santa Clarita Or something mm-hmm. And then do like A super rad one through. Yeah, the- yeah There's some really yeah. nice Offshoots yeah. up that So they're that gonna way. They're gonna try and
2: when get people it? uh August 16th through the 18th So there's gonna be that There's gonna be all these Crazy
0: rides there There's gonna be a, a, I think the carnival of speed Is the week after uh, y- y-
2: Yes And I have that on here too um, So yeah That's gonna be The 16th to the 18th They said they're gonna have A scrambler kinda, That's um, the fireworks I'm Getting yeah. shot off Yeah you weren't, you weren't lying During the
1: daytime. Yeah.
2: Th- that happens <laughs> by my house all the time too. I think people are getting killed cause it's like LA County, but I'm like, oh, it's just fireworks. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they're going to have, um, supposedly like a little, a little skills test down there in the parking lot. Plus a scrambler con Plus like there's a ton of off-road trails around there, like actual real OHV stuff that you can go on if you bring like a dirt bike or a dual sport. So that'll be kind of cool. Um, So yeah, high pipe I don't know where it has been before But this is the first time I'm hearing of it And I was kind of wondering if it's because it's the first time it's going to be in our backyard Um, I got a lot of press releases from AIM over the last few months And um, I'm just going to read off the most recent ones AIM Expo is coming, and I know there's a few people that are going to be attending. Uh, I just heard the Cafe Racer guys talking about it. I know Chuck from Will Nerds is going to go. Um, I would be weirded out if Cleveland Moto didn't go because they're, like, right there in in Ohio. It's going to be in Columbus. And I know that the bros from – they just talked to us last week and told us they were going, the guys from Nokomoto. So basically uh, it's going to be at the Columbus uh, Convention Center in Columbus, Maryland, I was just checking to see if you guys are awake. That's Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. I was like, well, sometimes there are. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be in Springfield this year. (laughs) Um, So they're partnering with SNS Cycle uh, and Nationwide, and they're announcing the 2019 Shop Builders Invitational Custom Bike Contest. And it reminds me of the IMS JNP Cycles Custom Builder, but that travels around and you get different bikes at every show. They like only local bikes that are going to be at that show usually travel with the IMS. So this one, I don't know where these bikes are going to be coming from, but they're going to try and do something like that to have like shop builder invited builders do a, a custom contest. Uh, It's going to be open to all the bike builders from the Weekend Warrior to the Seasoned Pro. And it takes place in the Shop Neighborhood Hangout on September 26th through 29th at the Greater Columbus Convention Center in Columbus, Wisconsin. Uh, Builders of all levels and styles are welcome to apply. And it's highlighting the world of custom motorcycles. So, Wigs, dude... I know that's let's see August or September 26th 29th it's like a full month after the festival of speed and this high pipe thing You get your chop ready, dude. You could.
0: We'll enter you. Ah, We'll enter you. I don't think Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take it all the way to Ohio. (laughs) Well, listen. (laughs) To be an amateur, to trailer it and rent out your trailer. You don't have to, because Carrie
2: Hart and Big B will be bringing the legendary Good Ride Rally to Columbus, Ohio, on Saturday, September 28th, in conjunction with Aim Expo at the Greater Columbus Convention Center in Columbus. I still gotta get my bike there. I mean, I could do the ride, but I still got to get yeah, my bike there. Yeah, it'll be the final stop of the rally. You just ride along with Carrie Hart. You know him.
0: Just, <laughs> right? He's probably not driving his bikes himself. I know. <laughs> doing You're it like, hey, him.
2: dude, can I put a chop, a little little chop in the back? Um, so, yeah, they're going to be doing that ride, and the Good Ride Rally, uh, I forget this... Um, What the good ride is, I forget if it's for veterans or I forget if it's for... Pretty sure it's for veterans. Is it? Okay. I didn't know if it was for that or for like underprivileged youth or what it was for. But um, because I was smart enough not to copy the whole like... 20 page email because
0: I know there's like
2: extra spots
0: for veterans and free veterans yeah, okay. and
2: stuff like that so. so maybe that's what it is and and they're going to do this whole ride and the uh, AIM Expo is going to be the final stop of it so that's going to be pretty cool if you get a chance to hook up with that that'd be fun also this year they're focusing on I got this one the longest ago they're f- the theme of this year's uh, AIM Expo is together we rise and it reflects the urgent need that's resounding throughout the power sports industry as we collectively look to overcome obstacles and Sees the opportunities That the changing market has presented I kind of agree With Nokomoto Nothing's really changing I think Robert Pandia coming in two years ago And saying hey man like doing that roundtable On what he was hearing Everybody got doom and gloom about the motorcycle industry But I think honestly it's just like a if you, were, if you were a realtor, there was probably people in the housing industry saying the same thing. And if you're a banker, there's probably people. I just have a feeling that it's just like the general, um, you know, part of the general economy. And I don't think the motorcycle industry is getting, you know, there's a, a resounding uh, urgent need. You know, I don't know. But that's to They're they're gonna try and focus on whatever is lacking, and start uh, fixing it. I guess so. To, I think
1: there's a lot of changes that are happening right now, there's definitely so a lot of so the industry is, and some of the bigger ones are trying to catch up with mm-hmm. some of the changes. But I think that we're. I mean, I've been seeing like a lot of motorcycles on sh- TV shows and commercials, mm-hmm. and I sent you something on the History Channel that they're yeah. promoting.
2: So right uh, before we move on, let's talk about that. The the this is sucky because it's not on. Um, mainstream cable it's like on the history channel so you have to have you have to have like a deep cable package or whatever you don't just get on prime time
0: but uh no one has cable anymore <laughs> yeah when is cable gonna figure out that no one wants cable that's the thing They, they just Every channel needs to get With Netflix or Hulu Yeah Put their shows on there People will watch it Yeah,
2: yeah. Well I think History Channel Has an app But then you have to Subscribe to cable To, to uh, That's what's been Happening to a lot of When yeah, I started yeah. streaming They've
0: all got it yeah. They've all
2: got a streaming But you have to have cable, to have cable. Like cable Yeah it's so dumb So you're like Well why don't I Why don't I just have cable And they, not stream Well yeah then. they
1: need to Just kind of do a, a HBO and Showtime yeah. I've been doing Where you just pay Like an extra five bucks yeah. A month And then you can watch yeah. Everything on those shows Through Hulu Right That's how we have access It's to like
0: for HBO oh yeah
2: Yeah. that's a there's a whole thing in the (laughs) that's a lot of money yeah that is and when they started crunching numbers there's a whole thing about that about how that's making people get paid less in the industries but that's neither here nor that's not motorcycle related what is is that the History Channel is gonna have like evil Evil Calive or whatever Travis Pastrana's thing was called before, it's going to be almost like a Nitro Circus sort of thing, another Evil Live sort of deal with Travis Pastrana doing something. But there's also going to be a bunch of other people. Um, sorry about the plosives. I'll hold this up here. There's going to be a bunch of other people doing like world record jumps, and I forget who it is, but it's like a a guy and a girl team. Yeah, so it says
1: Axel Hodges. Yeah, Axel and Hodges. Vicky. I don't know what
2: her Golden. It Vicky no, yeah. Vicky, is it, Vicky G something. Yeah, I think is it Vicky Golden? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Maybe. We'll see. Anyway, yeah, I'm yeah right now. they um yeah, they're gonna be Doing like a whole crazy stunt show on the History Channel, and it's kind of like bringing motorcycles back. But back in the day, that's what I'm saying about a, a primetime thing is because when Evil Knievel did it, there was like five channels, and three of them were carrying Evil Knievel, One was carrying public access, and one was carrying the n- news. And, you know, and people so, had cable
0: because there wasn't internet. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. And well, so, I also and-
1: think that um, you know the two companies that I've been seeing a lot in social media has been Indian and Triumph. And especially like Triumph was at Babes Ride Out and they have yeah. the Nissan commercial oh, that also a, had and them on t- there.
2: The Toyota Toyota commercial. Yeah, maybe yeah, it was yeah. Toyota. The and truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. a truck commercial. And so and yeah. the
1: Vicky Golden is riding the new Indian. And yeah. I've been seeing a lot like between those two companies, I've been seeing them in different like pockets yeah. being like really heavy with the younger crowd, yeah. so I think they're they've got some young people on the PR marketing department yeah. that are doing some smart stuff.
0: It's so they're weird. Also, I tram's probably the same, but Indian like they don't make money on some of their bikes, mm. and they're willing to give up profits to take market share. Yeah. So like, it's I'm not saying that's a bad thing, actually, but. Don't be fooled and be like, "Oh, everyone's out there on these Indians." Like, no one's paying for them. Well, that's <laughs> called marketing. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> and they you know, they're, they're
2: instead d- of paying for a commercial, they'll give give but away. It's also, yes, yeah, yeah, brand yeah.
1: recognition, which can also be good for it them is. too. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know what's funny is that I was and I watching one. Everyone to remember those aren't Indians or Polarises with stickers. They're uh, <laughs> don't buy into the hype.
1: What the FTRs?
0: All, anything that says
2: Indians, not an Indian.
0: Well, the parent company Polaris. is Polaris. Right, right,
1: right.
2: Okay, so like it's, Harley a, it's a
0: Davidson was
1: big Yeah.
2: Was Harley Davidson, kind of. as AMF. Indian. Um, but it's Indian cooler Indian
1: is to like, think of them as Indians because Polaris kind of sucks.
0: It's like uh, Polaris actually is. It's like you named dead. your kid after your great great uncle, yeah, or your your great uncle's friend. Actually, like they're <laughs> totally not related at all. You just gave them the same name. Yeah. In this case, they had to pay a lot of money for it, but still.
2: I uh, I've been seeing it's weird where I've been seeing commercials because like that Toyota one was one where I wasn't expecting to see motorcycles and babes ride out like. You know, and I saw them both in there. I've been seeing a lot of Kawasaki ads during sporting events, which is really weird Mm. because I was like, that's so weird that they would pick like a, um, I saw one during March Madness, you know, a few months ago, but I saw another one during like a baseball game or something at, uh, what's it called? I was like out at a restaurant and they had something up on the screen and like- Was that on network TV? Oh yeah. I mean, it was like on ESPN or Fox or whatever they had in the bar they were playing, but also- uh, it's cool to go like once in a great while, like once every couple of months, we'll go out to a restaurant with the kids and I'll see them like looking over the TV and I'm like, what are they looking at? And I look over and they got motocross on the TV while well, supercross, mm-hmm. but they got supercross on the TV. And I'm like, dude, that's rad. Cause like, that's the one place where you would expect to see motorcycle ads. But when you're seeing like during baseball games and stuff too, I was like super surprised. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Um, Speaking of other motorcycle shows besides AIM, uh, Progressive IMS tour dates and cities have been announced. And Long Beach this year, y'all, is going to be November 22nd through the 24th at the Long Beach Convention Center in Columbus, (laughs) Delaware. And then uh, they're going to New York, um, Dallas, Texas, Washington, D.C. There's a brand new one this year in Denver. Um, and Cleveland and I can't, there, uh, Cleveland was last year also. Minneapolis might be one of the new ones and Chicago. So yeah, there's, I think there's two new ones and I know Denver's one and maybe it's either Minneapolis or Chicago is uh, one of the other ones. So yeah, kind of interesting that they're branching out to some new markets. They've never hit Denver and Denver's like smack dab in the middle of, you know, like the,
0: and it's a pretty good motorcycling community. Too. Yeah. For sure uh, After
2: that The Festival of Speed I have And so guys Hey Both of you We prepared November 22nd through 24th Doesn't that feel like That's Thanksgiving though?
0: November Yeah
2: That might be
1: Yeah that not that the week of?
2: Like yeah but I, but I think I looked On the calendar And it's like The week before Thanksgiving like Festival of Speed Or Carnival of Speed? Oh The Festival of Speed That's oh. what my email said When I copied this from it Wow. But his flyer might have said Carnival of Speed. Brady's, I think, is the Carnival
0: of yeah.
2: Speed. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's September or November. Let's back up to August. So August, uh, I copied this and it says Festival of Speed, but I do think that the flyer said Carnival of Speed. Brady Walker, Saturday, August 24th and 25th. So if you go to the high pipe up in Mountain High, stick around here somewhere in the L.A. area and then just head a. Couple hours north, up to uh, Willow Springs, because that's where the Carnival of Speeds going to be happening. He says to register because on Saturday from at eight a.m. they're going to be doing a Big Willow track day. At four p.m. they're going to be doing mini bike mayhem, and the bar is going to open. And if you've never been to a classic track day uh, or one of the uh, <laughs> events out there at Willow Springs, that's when the fun begins. And then at six p.m. there's going to be moto drag racing. I think it's mandatory that you hit the bar before the <laughs> you hit the moto drags, um, and it's always a fun time. Like the mini bike mayhem. I remember one year they had like soccer or something and like a couple years ago or the first year he did it they were like they had like fire they were jumping through i think the lucky wheels guys helped with that one on and they had like you know flaming hoops um sunday at 8 a.m they're doing the streets of willow at 4 p.m they're doing the walt james flat track which is the adjacent flat track and then at six they're doing more mini bike off-road mayhem and the bar opens and if you want to he said to um he said to contact him at BradyWalker.com to make reservations for it because he's sure that the spots are going to fill up. There's going to be, like every track day, a taste of the track. Um, you're, get, you're getting to run the big track and the streets in the same weekend. You're going to do mini bike, drag racing, and flat tracking in the same weekend. And he wanted to mention that Even if you don't come there and, uh, go to the track or to the racing, there's plenty of like off road trails right around there for free that you can just go explore the hills and look down onto the facility and it's beautiful over there. So yeah, check it out. The, the carnival of speed, uh, Saturday
1: tickets are for that
2: August 24th, 25th, if you
0: to go ride or to go hang out, um, to ride, it's $150 for the pavement track each day, Mm. Um, and it's like thirty or forty for the flat track, and I think twenty or thirty for the drag race.
1: What kind of setup do you need on your bike for the flat track?
0: For the flat track, you need a flat track bike. Just oh, okay. <laughs> you can <laughs> flat do. track tires. Uh, it probably won't matter as long as they're not moto tires or like motocross tires. Yeah. They probably won't care. But um, Shady Brady is pretty loosey goosey. He just wants people to have a good time. So yeah, I think- as long as it's like safe. But I'm trying to think what you would ride on a flat track. But if you got the banana going, that's what I was saying. Uh not in the flat track. You want that on Willow or Streets of Willow? Okay.
2: Um, yeah, the banana
0: would be a, would be fun. Yeah, Carnival of Speed. Yeah, is- that would be a good one. We would have to find you some leathers that are small enough. Yeah. Um. Depending, honestly, it depends on the shape of your tires. Um. But I mean, if everything else is in good working condition,
1: those like- tires are fresh. I mean, they don't even have a thousand miles on them. That I put the to, but to they're the the road fives. Not really track Honestly I have those Pirelli's I can show you guys Those Pirelli's
0: Yeah I mean with the Road 5's Especially on an SV And your first time On the track Like you're probably Not going to push Those tires hard Yeah I mean it's just You're just not Like you're not Going to be over Like throwing your Knee down on the ground It's Especially at Big Willow It's a lot more Difficult than people Think because you're Moving so much faster Mm. Um Streets of Willow is a good one. Like the thing with Streets of Willow, there's harder braking zones. It's actually, there's like a couple different opinions. So like I was scared for Big Willow because I knew it'd be going a lot faster. But a lot of people say it's a better first time track because everything happens slower. And even though you're going faster, you're not going from such an extreme speed you know, extreme fast speed to extreme slow speed as quickly where streets of willow, you're on the brakes more and it's a more technical track. So you're moving around the bike more and you're, you're not like, you don't have as much time to kind of flip back and forth as much. So it's a little more technical. So even though you're not going as fast, right? people like big willow for a first time track. I, I don't know. I enjoy big willow personally better, but, um, I don't know if I would say it's a better first-time track, but the way it's set up, if you're going to go to the speed, it'll be the first time. Cause that'll be Saturday and then this one's on Sunday, but you can also just do one day if you want to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I probably do one day. Hopefully um, I can get my, my body in order.
0: <laughs>
1: <But> then, <laughs> I'd say, you know, if nothing else healing.
0: ride up and check it out and see, you know, Brady always has the coolest track bikes there. You know, just the most random older bikes that people, dude, it is are,
2: fun uh, just to yeah, see cool, what shows yeah. up and yeah. just walk through the pits and like, see what people are actually riding.
0: Yeah. I should have the RC there both days.
2: Um, Are
0: you going to ride it? On the track, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the flat track, he's going to do (laughs) it. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: I just want to see that. That No
0: offense, Brady, but I don't think I'm doing the flat track, because it's Sunday in the evening. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be coming home. (laughs) Yeah. Um, If it was Saturday evening, I'd be doing it. 4 p.m. to dark, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be out of that place, but... Uh, I also forgot we'll that there's going to be wild
2: prizes and live music and a cash bar and barbecue and and as always when you go there you pay to get in and then the camping's free you just yeah. throw a tent in the back of your truck
0: or I, I threw I usually just lay the seat down and yeah I or usually I've done an air mattress in the truck bed oh, um it's a good time and yeah if you just want to go watch it's ten bucks if you want to go watch and hang out like if you drive a vehicle take a cooler. Or if you have saddlebags, throw some ice and some beer in one, and some food. And um, yeah, it's super Brady fun. will have some stuff too, but he's also not feeding how many people show up, so you know, bring some stuff. And- yeah, the barbecue and the bar
2: is going to be there. So if you don't bring stuff, you're going to have to, you know, buy your food yeah. uh, there. So yeah, it's pretty cool though, and and as always, the he does a super fun job of making everything.
0: And, you know, I'm funded. trying to talk – well, my, I was trying to talk a buddy of mind to going, but he has NVP uh, that weekend, which is a dealer show thing. Um, but it's a great, great, great first track day organization. Like a, a lot of people focus on it. They say they do. But when you go there, the atmosphere is really, to me, more geared towards new track riders. It's more relaxed. Um, in a good way, you know. I, I know why some of them are kind of tense. I mean, you're doing at Big Willow, you're doing 130, 140, 150, depending how good you can come out of turn nine and mm. what bike you're on. You know, going down two or three gears. I think down two gears into turn one, so you're you're going from 140 or 50 to 80 into turn one. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of speed difference on the track and stuff like that. And and you, you know, guys are coming up fast, and it's scary to have someone pass you. You know, I had a guy like pass me and then kind of look back and say he was sorry because he passed me on the outside of two. And we were in the fast group for Brady, so it's not that big a deal. But, you know, it's still it's surprising. You know, you don't hear it all of a sudden. It's just there and around Mm -hmm. you. But Brady's days are geared towards older slash slower bikes like the SV650 is a perfect bike. Like, honestly, he lets new bikes. So if you have a new bike and you want to go, he always says, don't be an asshole and Mm -hmm. you're fine. But, you know, my RC51 is, like, the newest bike. He really, on paper, wants there, you know. Um, my buddy Juan goes on his Ducati Street Fighter. You know, he's been bringing his brother and his brother's friend. They've been a couple times now. And, like, you know, they're on more modern bikes, and I had a buddy on a more modern bike. But as long as you have the mindset um, of it being a more chill day and and you not being the most important bike on the track, like, it's fine. So if, if someone wants a first-time track day and – you know, you want to go to Willow for it. I, to me, Brady's day is the best. There's a reason that I avidly try to do Brady's days and I, I want to do some other tracks. I want to ride button Willow. I definitely want to ride Chuck Waller again, but I do Brady's days because they're just so much more fun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so uh, it's a,
2: and and it's so funny because most of the people that they race with are friends. So it's, it's almost like, just having a big, a private friend hangout at this point for Brady, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and some- anytime Brady's at an event. I, I dare you not to have fun. fun right?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so I mean, you can only imagine what his track days are like. And it's good, you know, it's good to support him because he's, he started doing these track days probably at a loss, you know. I mean, it, it's... I think he probably it, still is. But, <laughs> <laughs> I think he does a little better than breaking even, but he's definitely not paying mortgage with it. But, You know, he he gets the little Budweiser pavilion. And, you know, I think it'd be cool if you had headlights to be able to run in the evening at Willow, too. But I'm sure they'll shut that down. But last time we were there, they had cars. Uh, We rode on Sunday. So on Saturdays, like, hey, guys, come out and we'll have the pavilion. And there were like cars on the track at night. You know, it was super cool. But, You know, he gets that and he barbecues and he has booze and stuff, you know, the night before, not when you're riding, be responsible, (laughs) but it's just a good time and hanging out and talking motorcycles. And it's the people there to me are a little nerdier motorcycles riders than your average track day people. Mm. You know, your average track day people are suspension and exhaust and brand new bikes and all this horsepower. And it's like, they're very technical and stuff, but they're not like geeks. Like when you see a CB 750 out there. That's just like kind of raced out in mm-hmm. like 80s, 70s and 80s race trim. You're just like, Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so amazing. And the bummer is like, you know, in the 80s, that's what they all fucking look like. Mm-hmm. But it's just cool to see and be a part of and, and see crazy stuff out there and see dudes rip them. Uh, I got a buddy who has a couple old single cylinder Norton's like a 60s something or 50 something Norton. And he does ARMA, so he goes out a couple times a year with Brady's days and like gets him ready for the big ARMA race. And it's like, dude, these things—you'd be like, no way you're gonna take that on the track. And he goes out and pins it at Willow, so yeah. it's it's cool. Yeah, it's kind of like what it reminds
2: me if you were to go to Barber Vintage Days and be able to see like all the crazy old stuff from the '50s to the '80s, and you're like, oh yeah, they used to race this stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Speaking of and. To segue into racing, um, it's funny. I didn't, I tried to watch flat track this weekend. We haven't really covered flat track in a couple few weeks, but there's been a little bit going on. Oh I'd, man, I just actually watched oh, the uh, good. the Texas TT because I I forget where I was, Arizona. Yeah, that's what I meant. The <laughs> Although Texas. they should
0: have a TT in Texas because yeah. that has a ring to it.
2: Yeah, the Texas TT. <laughs> The uh, the Arizona TT, dude, that track was, like, one of the
0: coolest-looking tracks I've ever seen. Like, I love that thing. It was cool. I think they'll add more of those in the future, but it was cool to see him on a trophy truck course because— Yeah, dude, it was so cool. You know, anyone out here that's ever done any of—and, of course, I haven't done any of the scrambles like I should, but anyone that's done any of Meatballs, Hell on Wheels stuff, he does mm-hmm. a lot of them on trophy truck mm-hmm. courses. Yeah, like Glen Helen is, like, Yeah, they're super so wide. Cool. The jumps are super mellow, and the landings are mellow. Um, and it's just, it's super cool and it, it makes for good racing. And I think the pros went out and it was perfect Dude, for it. Was so rad. Yeah. That track
2: looks so cool and it looked like it was banked, you know, like just, it, it was a cool looking track. Um, so yeah, I just got through watching that, uh, the other day on AFT was just streaming it and I was like, Oh, and I just happened to. Pop up and start playing. So I was like, "Well, what the heck? I'm going to watch it on the big screen on my on my uh, thirty thousand pixel TV that I got paid for by uh, Moto One Podcast Network." Wink, wink. Didn't really get that. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I haven't been watching a lot of flat track. I tried to watch it this weekend, but the stupid my internet connection was so poor that I got to the login screen. Now that you have to have a stupid password and. Uh, I couldn't get any further than that. I just got the spinning wheel of death for the whole like three hours that <laughs> the mains when he and semis were going on. I was like, oh my God, like for real. Cause I didn't you know, I didn't watch qualifying or that stuff. And I was like, I'm gonna tune in for the, the racing and just spinning wheel of death. And I'm wondering if that's why they make made people get the passwords and sign in where you used to just be able to click on the link is because I wonder for a while, the complaints was that the it looked crappy, you know, it looked all pixely, and maybe that they were having bandwidth, so many people tuning in.
0: Well, and they've had issues, like, I know when I first, the first couple of races, it kept logging me out, all and right. then it logged me back in, like, oh, if man. I, because I watch it, like, through my phone, even if it's on my Apple TV, mm-hmm. so it's like, I'll swipe away, and when I would go back to it, or it's like, oh, track prep for an hour, which, yeah. I get it. But you know, I don't want to watch it, yeah, yeah. So, so I'll you want to swipe come away back. and go ahead yeah, and yeah. It'd make you sign in, it was a yeah. whole rigmarole again. And this last time, it didn't make me do any of that, it, it went oh, like man. right to it, except for you, it did not work <laughs> at all
2: for you, yeah. My, I, I had I could see that I had like one bar of Wi Fi and like one little bar of LTE signal at the same time, so I was like, I wonder what it's trying to do, Wi Fi or LTE, and then. It did nothing like it just spun <laughs> there forever and I was like, oh, I can't even log me in It's not even timing out. It's trying but yeah, but so I didn't get to watch that I did listen to pike's peak on sunday and then I don't even watch moto gp But I love listening to all the drama behind moto gp and I was thinking about what the guys at the uh, nokomoto were saying last week about how racing is the story the people the people want to hear the stories Uh as much as they want to hear racing nowadays so I Found on Twitter this rad thing about Matt that Matt Oxley wrote. Weird how hundreds of fans aren't taken to Twitter and screaming for Rossi to be sanctioned for losing the front end and taking out Nakagami. Because I, be- I believe he's like dissing on uh, Marquez, like losing the front end and taking somebody out a couple well, round- rounds
0: ago. I right? mean, the thing is, no one loses the front end on purpose. Although yeah. you're right, you know, if you're making sketchy passes and you're hard on the brakes... Okay, there's more risk about it. The other side, and I'm not saying that I agree with this, but the other side is Rossi's their golden boy. Like, Rossi is the fan favorite, so it's really hard to do to him.
2: Yeah. And I'm
0: not saying that's a good thing. I'm saying it should, you know, it should be fair for everyone, but that's probably the reason it hasn't. Yeah. But at the same time, like... And I get what it, what he's probably saying is it was a risky pass or whatever, and then he yeah. did the same thing. And you know it's what? Like
2: that's right. It was it was a uh, Jorge Lorenzo did it to somebody like just like two weeks ago, and uh, so so somebody the first reply that I see here is the Motorsport Watcher says it wasn't really shown on TV, it wasn't for a podium position, and it only affected one other rider, and it didn't look reckless. So Matt Oxley comes back and says. Uh, so sanctions should only be imposed if it's on TV for a top position and many writers get taken out. Valentino Rossi did the same thing as Jorge Lorenzo. He lost the front and took out a rival. It was correct that VR wasn't sanctioned, just as it was correct that JL wasn't sanctioned. I give up. And somebody's, somebody says, dude, I didn't see it. But I watched the coverage So nobody saw it happen I guess It was it really happened in the background or something like that So hang on Matt You're out of order I admitted that Lorenzo's crash was a racing incident on here And despite being a Rossi fan We're not all completely blinded by Rossi mania And he said that's why I wrote fans In inverted commas And I didn't mention Rossi fans And then he says I'm on the defensive But the funny thing is that there's like 600 people That replied to this thread And they're all since rossi is such a uh, can do no good but is really not doing that great but you got to defend him like there's like i was sur- surprised when i looked at here and it had like a 600 something comments right and uh, sixty three likes right now but yeah there was like a bajillion comments and i was like wow he really fired one out there into the moto gp world mm-hmm. and just like moto gp dude it uh Shows you how crazy those people are I don't even want to talk about them (laughs) So Wiggs uh, What happened this week
0: on AFT Oh man so it was a good one I mean I mostly caught The mains um, But Chad Coast won the And I kind of missed I just caught the podium For it Chad Coast I believe it was Chad Coast Won the production twins Okay. um, Bumping Corey Texter down to second so he'd won Three in a row so fourth one he got down to Second um Good race. I, I'm. I still have mixed feelings about the production twins class. I see guys like Chad Coast, who's been a, a twins rider for a while, kind of stepping down, so he can be more successful. And I, I get that to a point you're allowed to do singles class and production twins. So a lot of guys are double dutying. Chad Coast is one of them, I believe he podiumed in both. Yeah, uh, he won the production and was third in singles. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Coast Anyway um, Singles race was great Shana Shana Texter got out to an early lead um, And didn't run away with it But had a pretty solid lead With um, I want to say Bowen But it's not Bowen Her teammate Bromley Bromley, I was going to say, I, I got a little
2: KTM notification oh, that yeah. they
0: podiumed. KTM right? went one too. So yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely a good race. You know that track is insane. I'm, not, it's so hard for me. Like I've ridden a deep cushion like that. It's challenging to ride. You that just, was Lima, right? So it was yeah, like it was Lima. Pea gravel. Oh, and it's like big deep old cushion. Gravel, right? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've ridden Willow, and it's not that bad. But I've also ridden one in Wisconsin that was, and it was just it was so hard. The the headline though Was the Twins main event There was a red flag So uh, Jared Meese and Bronson Bauman Got out to an early lead And were basically running away with it Meese was leading, Bauman was all over him But not not making any stupid moves You know, waiting a few laps And around lap 5, 4 or 5 Something like that, there was a red flag And there was a restart Jared Meese Who crashed? Uh, some back marker guy, okay. I don't know <laughs> Um, Jared Meese, Bronson Bauman, Jeffrey Carver, <laughs> Carrie Wiles. Carol Abraham took up r- flat track and crashed. <laughs> was that the
2: German racer guy we were talking about that nobody knows? Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: um, and af- so after the restart, it was an absolute. Barn burner Uh huh Bronson Bauman Uh So they Meese did not run off again Carver got a good restart He got a horrible Carver actually set Second fast time I think he said But he was Pulled for the main He won his semi So he must have done well In his heat Um But he was in the second Semi So I don't know how he got pulled But um Not a good start Was sitting back in like Fifth So after the restart Him and Henry Wiles And Bauman Were up all over Meese Bauman went he pulled a tire off a rim. This is Bronson or Brier. Bronson. Brier, fast one, older one. Brier, Brier. Now that Bronson's getting <laughs> yeah. faster, I'm getting them mixed up. Yeah. Like it was so much easier last year. Number fourteen. Yeah, you can tell they're like hillbillies from Salinas. Yeah. Number fourteen is 14. the guy who's been. At, he's yeah. a, he was. Yeah, that's Bronson. He's won That's Brier. Yeah, he's been like he's yeah. won like the last. Yeah, he's been on the podium every race. Yeah, and he's won a couple. Like yeah, yeah. he's if he's not leading the points, he's right. I, he he was leading the points going yeah. into this round. So he pulled a tire off a rim, dude. I don't. I've never seen that he in flat track. Oh yeah, yeah. Like just hanging it out, and I'm guessing just kind of ran through a rut. Yeah, um, or maybe he had low pressure. or It was going flat. I mean, you're maybe. gonna run. Yeah, you're gonna be running low pressure anyway. I'm not a huge fan, so. Sp- Sport bike tires, 17-inch sport bike tires, and, you know, it's also – there's a lot of things that add up to this. They're very hard to break off the bead. Yeah. Supermoto, my Supermoto wheels were wheels and tires were the hardest to get off a bead of anything I've ever had. Like, I had a, a good tire machine with a bead breaker, and it still was super hard. Yeah. But yeah. flat track tires, like – a lot of people pull them off by hand or use a lever and they <laughs> pop off. Like a motocross tire. Yeah, very much like a motocross tire. But, you know, it's a soft carcass. It's a tall sidewall. Like, there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. But uh, I'm thinking Roland might increase the diameter of that bead now. <laughs> I don't even know if they spin them at PM or if they buy them. They probably buy them pre-spun or, like, turn on a lathe. I don't know. Um, but anyway, pulled it off the rim. You know, you just saw him, like, pushing his bike back with a tire literally hanging off. Wow. Um, So it put him out of the running. So it put a three-way battle for the lead. And that didn't cause another flag. He just like rode Yeah, yeah. Well, it didn't crash. The first guy got stuck under the air fence, so they called a Mm. red flag. Okay, okay. So nothing for Bauman. It's kind of a bummer. Um, If you're a Carver fan, which I am, it's not that big of a bummer um, because he was out of the way. Um, Henry Wiles was running third. He got up in the mix for a couple laps. But pretty much right after the restart, it was Carver-Meese for – or it was actually Meese first and Carver second for most of the race. And it was a back-and-forth battle, lap after lap after lap. Like you could just see – the fans going nuts. Um, I mean, watching it at my house, like everyone was so excited. Like, it was cool. Um, I was getting texts on my phone when it was done, like, holy shit, did you just see what Carver did? I am bummed that like, I didn't have, did oh my can log God. in now. Um, yeah, after it's on ABC, you gotta watch the main. It's, if you're, n- whether you're a flat track fan or not, you wanna watch the 2019 Lima Twins main. I mean, just textbook, on Mises' part, textbook. Like, he would, so Carver was running this weird line where he would dive in early in the corner and he'd run up wide on the exit, which is a typical speedway line, but it's not a typical flat track line. Um, you're kind of cutting across ruts and it kind of kills your straightaway. I mean, uh, for people that don't race, especially Oval, but really everything, it's in wide, out low. Yeah. It's very basic, everything, you know, obviously with Carver battling for the lead, not doing that. Other things work, but in wide out low is kind of your general, you know, you, you dive in real late into the corner and you do a lot of your corner on your brakes, get the bike turned. And then it makes your straightaway a lot longer, which is pretty basic, pretty textbook, Carver was running in real hard, real deep, but real low and he would kind of blow his exit. And a lot of guys scared. You'd see guys lift cuz he'd run up right in front yeah, of them. Yeah. And the thing with the pea gravel when someone's in front of you, it physically hurts. Like getting shot with rock salt. Yeah. Like guys will, <laughs> you know, these guys will come off with bruises on their shin. Yeah. Like it hurts. It hits your neck, like everything. And it, you know, especially in the singles class, you saw a lot of guys with blue tape or purple tape on their helmets and stuff cuz they mm-hmm. they don't have have helmet sponsors and it will t- destroy your helmet um you saw a lot of them with tape on their bikes like the indians and a lot of the guys have like a clear vinyl they put over it so it still looks good but a lot of the poor people put blue masking tape on yeah i've done it it works great um obviously, like so it doesn't blow your forks and oh, everything it'll, like that like just yeah sand. it'll bigger than sand so it's not sandblasting it's like a rock blast yeah and you can't like you know, obviously you can't put it right on your forks, but that's what the fork guards are for. But you put it on all your paint and on the front of your frame and stuff. It'll, Dang. the first time I rode Willow, I didn't know it was like that. And then I looked at my bike later and it like sandblasted parts of the bike. <laughs> um, so anyway, Carver was running a weird line and he cut up high on the exit. And, and Mies, I have to give it to Meese. you know, being a Carver fan and, and Jeffrey was trying everything he could. You know, he was he was rolling the dice every corner. Like I'm going to get him this time. I'm going to get him this time. And he, he would pass him, and Meese would. A lot of guys were chopping the throttle where Meese had better timing, and he would kind of wait, let Carver sweep up in front of him, and then he'd turn the bike and go underneath of him and get a good drive. And he was ahead of him by the start finish line every yeah. single lap. Every he single knew that the straightaway. straightaways yeah. what mattered. He right? knew, and no one else really. It, it screwed. I'm not gonna say it screwed a lot of people over. Like Carver was on his shit. He was really moving. Um, he had once or twice he he beat him to where the start line would be. It might have been on the back stretch because he was doing it almost every lap. But he was really focusing on three and four, trying to get a drive. And he would pass him and see if he could hang on by the line. You know, it, it was just that was the game he was playing. He was doing trial and error to see what he was going to work was, by the last he lap. Right. Was yeah. Um, And Mies, you know, I I say textbook on Mies' part, like it looked really smart on Mies' part. Mies is a very smart writer, Um, you know, but it's still luck of the draw, man. I mean, you, you know, someone like that who's timing it really good if you don't do it perfect one time. Um, But it was insane. Like you could hear the fans when he'd make a pass and the announcers and he would just he'd swing up and he'd run kind of high on the exit. And they drag race out of the straightaway and try it again. And it was was a good race, like a really good battle that AFT just doesn't have that often. You know, I think MotoGP and stuff, it's a little bit better because they, and you see guys blowing corners and doing crazy stuff or losing the front end, taking people out, where flat track doesn't really do that the same, Um, you know, people like the miles because of the, it's more like chess, right? You got to time it for the last lap. The half miles aren't really like that, but this was a great battle. Um, It wasn't a draft battle like a mile, but it was just an amazing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, You know, and a lot of people, Carver has not had the best year. Um, You know, he told me at the beginning of the year, he felt more prepared for this year than he has. Like he's been riding a lot more. Um, I also think, and this is just purely opinion, but Carver's one of those dudes that's like, 110 percent talent and like 90 percent hard work like he works hard but he doesn't go to the gym like everyone else like he doesn't ride a bicycle like everyone else he rides his motorcycle a lot because it's fun and he's good at it and he likes it and you know he does i mean he's a vegetarian he does yoga he does like that kind of stuff but he's not like he's healthy but he's not like a right right into the um, crazy conditioning
2: that some of those guys do
0: right but he said he felt more prepared for this year than he has in the past and he hasn't had the season that he had last year yeah. so far
2: but he's also on a different bike than he was last year uh, he was on an indian last year too was he yeah um, i must be thinking of the
0: year before yeah that's right he was last yeah. year yeah last year i mean he put right. in a great right. a great ride and or a great season and had did some he, good did luck he start on that thing i forget was it last year that he started on that thing yeah i don't know if i think he may have rode a cowie at daytona i know he rode a cowie at x games he rode an xr at a couple races last year he wasn't pure indian this yeah, year see, he's right in that's, that's indian what i think phase. i yeah, didn't yeah. think he was pure i knew he i knew he had it toward the end of the season but i wasn't yeah. sure he had it like the he whole year had time. it the whole time but he didn't ride it for every race mm-hmm. he was unsure about it at first um you know, and the old trusty XR works in places. So they took it, you know, they, they took it to places they thought it'd do well. Um, and he had a good season on it. Um, they also rode the Indian and he, you know, obviously he won Springfield. He probably would have won Sacramento if it didn't blow up. Um, but this year hasn't been amazing. It's been good, but he's not been a front runner. And it was cool to hear Scotty and especially Brad Baker be like, wow, I think Carver's back. So, you know, we'll see what happens in the next few rounds. Yeah, that was
2: only like they're only halfway through right now, right? Or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
0: they are. They are. Um, you know, and he's he's still young. Actually, he's yeah, he's you know five or six years younger than Meese, and his his team's still young. And oh man, so I don't know. We'll see how he does. Like it, it's you know, I'm always rooting for him, and it, it's cool. It was Lima was a great event. We'll see how the next ones go. But um, Springfield, unfortunately, was rained out. Sacramento was rained out. You know, those are two tracks he did really well at last year. Yeah. Um, Sacramento will be coming up here in about a month. It's Uh, in August, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you you know, you've got um, Texas, which he won at two years ago, and he didn't do amazing. So, you know, and it's – one of the writers, I think it was actually Mies, was talking about how everyone seems to have stepped up. Yeah. You know, so – he's not as dominant as he was last year and the year before either, but it's just a kind of a testament of how many people are on top of their game right now. So yeah, Henry Wiles hasn't
2: been doing as good as I thought he was doing last year, although he kind of creeped up last year and higher
0: than I thought he was, but definitely Briar Bauman is, And, uh, uh, and Henry had a really, really solid third place. Like, no one knew where anyone else was at. Is this clothing? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, he, he got in the he got in the battle for the lead That's for a G's lap or so, <laughs> but he just didn't he didn't have it to hang with him. And, you know, a lot of those guys are smart. Henry might have been like, Carver is riding a little out of everyone's comfort zone. You know, Mies is the only one who wanted to battle with that. Yeah. And he may have sat back and been like, eh, You know what Third place is good Or maybe they'll take Each other out And I'll win I don't know But he he didn't seem Like he wanted to be in it He got in it for a minute And he kind of backed out And he just hung out Right behind him Yeah So he was on pace with him But you know It's cool Because I think You know He was second last year In the points And it's so unassuming So quiet Like Hopefully
2: the wizard Can cast a spell On the end of this season I think they're about Halfway through right now If I uh, If I can remember The schedule Off the top of my head Um Correctly. With a couple of rain dates,
0: it's hard to tell. Yeah, but yeah, they're close to halfway.
2: For and sure. so for the uh, for the singles, who's on top right now? It's not. It's not uh, Bromley, is it? He's not in first anymore. I don't
0: think it's Bromley. I wanted to say Dalton Gaultier was pulling he's out. Real close yeah. to the lead if he's not in yeah. it. Yeah, but which this is two wins for Shayna. But the downside, you know. is talking about this because uh, my daughter wanted to watch motorcycles so we were I was like oh that's a girl that's a girl you know yeah um, and my daughter loves Shane detection yeah, Texas yeah and even my wife was like oh wait what and I was like yeah she's like is she good and I'm like oh yeah she's good and you know so they watched her win But I was like, Shana's problem is, and Shana knows it, and she says every year she's working on it, and it never seems to prove, but little short tracks like the Springfield short track or the Springfield TT, especially TTs, she doesn't even make the main event, and that is so, so, so hard if you want to win a points championship. But she won, she's already won a race this year and then won Lima also, and they haven't even had a mile yet, have they? Um they did. The uh Red Mile, they had Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. How'd she do there? Or is that the one she won? I thought she won a half mile too. So she's she's got two wins in her belt and I think five or six races. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a lot of the miles still to go. She still got Sacramento, still got two Springfields. So well, no, they don't do the mile for the singles at Springfield, do they? They usually they do, do the, the short, short track, track and the TT. That's right. Okay, um, but she's still got Sacramento. She still got Nether or Net- whatever it is up in New York. So she's st- Meadowlands or whatever. Meadowlands. So I was gonna say still- Weed City, but I was like, that doesn't sound right. You no, know, there's a Weed Sport in New York too, yeah. but I think it's a half. Um, you know, so she still got some good runs last, but it's, it's just so hard. You know, I think, you know, a lot of people root for. Her. Like, it's cool to see a girl out there. She's got a cool attitude. She works really hard. Um, you know, it's a, to me, it's a bummer because, you know, she makes more money than most twins riders, <laughs> but she's marketable and there's nothing you can do about that. Like Danica Patrick wasn't successful in NASCAR, but she got a ride cause she's marketable. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking but- of women, women, motorcycle
2: riders, I just listened to the girl on a moto today and I think Beulah won a race that she entered at the industry. Uh, and then they were talking to that girl that was racing in the, um, I forget her name, but I, I watched all the heat races from that off of uh, Harley Davidson's web's, uh, Facebook page. And yeah. it was the girl that was racing in the hooligan. I forget her name. They talked to her, I think. Uh, would it be Stephanie or would it be Alex? And, and Maybe Stephanie. Pete's or whatever. I forget. Yeah, she had like pink hair. I, I watched the interview and I had it turned down so I didn't catch her name. But And I forget. Pete's
0: has a bunch of tattoos, but I remember having pink hair. At yeah. The event. And then Scoops,
2: their friend Scoops 78. Race yeah. too. And yeah, I don't, that's I don't remember where. Silva's
0: wife. Okay, yeah. She did good
2: too. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of cool hearing them talk to them about, yeah, I just like Beulah was like, I think it was Beulah. was like, I just did it.
0: <laughs> I just went and did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that. And I, I totally support having a women's class. I'm just kind of. No, this I, one chick was with the dudes. Right. So that's, that's kind of my point. Like, so I totally support having a women's class. It's really good to get women into it. But. If you want equal rights, then when you want to talk to someone about racing, it needs to be the girl that's racing with the dudes. Even if she's getting her ass handed to her, that's when you're out there doing it. Yeah. You're not really out there doing it if you're in the girls' class. You're out there doing the girls' class. But if you want to, like, say you're doing it, then go do it. And, I mean – Again, like I support that and I think that's a great start. I might get my, I've seen some of the chicks you in should, You should I would be in my girls ass.
2: class. <laughs> I would get my ass handed
0: to me in that. No, I,
1: I agree with wigs. I think that's definitely, I mean, that's how you also, you, you want to be on equal footing. Then you got to fucking stand your ground. Yeah.
0: And you know, I think there's some sports where women can compete with men. I think stuff like running and swimming and weightlifting, you can't, you know, physical sports, like I'm sorry, muscle structure is different. Um, you know, all the trans dudes that want to be chicks and then compete in women's sports. I think that's horrible. I stand with Joe <laughs> Rogan on that, but, um, you know, it sucks for the women out there that bust their ass that are genetically a woman. And then they're getting their ass kicked by someone that used to have a dick that just doesn't, it's doesn't make sense. And it's not fair at all. no matter what you call yourself, it's not fair, but in racing, you know, you, it's, for the most part, a level playing field. Like, there's obviously chemicals that get shot to your brain. And f- in general, you know, obviously, Chain of Texter kicks ass. Like, obviously, that chick loves adrenaline and her body must make more of it than the average female. But, you know, in general, it's different. But it's still like when you have that equipment and you can do that on that same level, like I think it's awesome when they are. And it's so rad to see Shane out there kicking <coughs> everyone's ass. Like, yeah, when you have a machine, because like Anna
2: Carrasco winning the, um, like World Supersport uh, Or whatever that You know the smaller The 400cc stuff Yeah yeah Like when you're on a machine It's the great equalizer
0: Yeah and I think There's also advantages Like Shana has a The, the thing with motorcycle racing um, I'm assuming most of our listeners know this Because most of you are motorcyclists If you go to a car race It's a combined weight Of the car and the driver And everything Right You pull in the scale as a driver So if you're a three or 400 pound dude That's less weight you have to put in the car Because your fat ass is in the car um, but on motorcycles, it's not, you weigh the bike. So like someone fat ass like me, that's two twenty, and then Shane a texture That's like 95 pounds. And we could probably bench press the same. I, <laughs> I know that that chick's in the gym working her ass off. Like that's honestly an advantage. It's not the advantage that everyone wants to think it is. Cause Dan Bromley is what six two and he was second on, on Saturday. But you know, it's definitely still cool to see and she's out there and she's competing and she's winning. And I think it's fucking great. And for the girl in the moto stuff, there was definitely a couple of chicks. Stephanie Pete's ran hooligan. Um, that must and, be who they were talking about. And yeah. then Alex, uh, McDonald from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. She also ran real hooligan. I didn't see them in the women's class during born free. There was a hooligan bike there. And then there was another girl from Tennessee, um, I know her boyfriend's Vandal's moto on Instagram. I forgot hers now, but um, all super cool people, and they wanted to run the hooligan class, and I totally respect that. I think for that, you know, like I said, I did not see any of those three. There was a hooligan bike in the women's class during the Born Free show. So the way that kind of ran was, the hooligan program, the X Games qualifier, we did qualifying, practice, and qualifying. Then they, excuse me, they prepped the track, and then they had the Born Free Stampede that did not have hooligan. And then after the stampede they prepped the track and we had the X Games qualifier. So it was kind of one event but it was Yeah, that's not. that's what I watched was the X Games qualifier. I didn't yeah, watch yeah, the yeah. hooligan born free stuff. But there
2: were so I guess they were talking about the born
0: free yeah, stuff. Yeah, there were two or three girls at okay. least running real hooligan. And I didn't I think they should have done the born free women's class too like why not you get more track time. It's cool to see. Um, and there's not it's not like there's 120 of them trying to sign up like there were the dudes. But, yeah, you know, props to the girls that want to go out and, and and bang bars with the boys. You know, right now there's not Watch a female, it. It, <laughs> female rider that is <laughs> is running up front. But. Well, the
1: thing is, is I think if more women can get into it over the years and there's more training and there's more um, support you may see a woman down the line who starts kicking some serious ass, but it's like, it's training and it's just, if you have generations of men, it's kind
0: of like you have this built in system. And I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. Like I can smoke Stephanie on a flat track bike. I've seen her ride a motocross bike. I ain't fucking with her. Like that chick is good. (laughs) Like she's not obviously like men's pro level motocross or whatever discipline of motocross she does or prefers. But I'm pretty good on about everything, although dirt bike's probably my worst. And she would fucking dust me. And I know, I know her. So I know she doesn't ride the flat track bike that often. I feel like she's getting ready for an event. She goes and practices once and then goes to the event, and that's about it. Actually, the bike wasn't even running right. So I don't even know the last time she rode it. Yeah. But she still goes out in the, I don't even wanna call it a guys' class because it's not, it's an open class. But, and she does it and competes. So it's super cool to see. And better than at least two or three of us in this room.
2: <laughs> Did you watch any racing this weekend, Jay? No. The, I've you got the MotoGP pass. I know. And the broken leg.
1: No, I had a bunch of drama with my leg this week. But now that things have settled down, I'm going to get caught up. Yeah.
2: I'm going to hook it up to the
1: TV and watch yes, it. Second. <laughs> because I was wanting to, but just all the stuff with my leg, I.
2: Yeah, took me out, so. dude, I've been going on YouTube and watching a whole bunch of stuff. The one thing I did to get to tune into this weekend was the uh, Gran Turismo. Uh, well, it's the the Broadmoor Pikes Peak International Hill ti- hill climb brought to you by Pikes Peak. Uh, the ninety seventh running. It's funny because the hundredth anniversary of it was I think in two thousand sixteen or something like that. But they didn't do it for uh, a couple of years during World War One and World War Two. So I guess 1916 or 1915 was the first year, yeah. And, and then uh, World War One was like 1917 and 18. So they didn't do it for a couple of years. So even though they celebrated the 100th anniversary, they were making a point of like, hey, if you're tuning in and you don't know why this is only the 97th running, it's because we didn't do it during the wars. But um, so, you know, bear with us while we're bringing this coverage, blah, blah, blah. And it was really cool. You could tune in. I, I got the Pikes Peak app, um, and I really like It's got like maps of the hill. It's got all the crazy dangerous parts on it. And uh, it was really cool. And then they have links to the radio station where you could listen live. And they did. It's just like I listened to the Isle of Man on Manx radio every morning. And um, it was so rad. And so listening to this was the same exact sort of thing. There's not footage. There's not Once you're on the mountain, you're on there all day because they don't let people come down once the race has started. Um, Similar to Isle of Man, like you can't get on the road and drive around. Um, So... You just get the guys sitting at one spot, and then the people will blow through, and they'll tell you their experience It's just very much like the Isle of Man was. So this year, uh, I tuned in for the bikes. It was super exciting listening. I think there was like thirty something bikes. I didn't I didn't count them when they had the uh, the lists up, and they don't have the lists up anymore on the on the app. So, um, but I think there was something like thirty something bikes altogether. I believe there were uh, eighty five competitors. I think that's what they they limited it to. And so it was really exciting. They were talking about, uh, when Corey, I was rooting for Corey West just cause he's an Arkansas dude and, uh, he was a rookie this year and I know he was on the SRF. So there's three things already that I liked about him. And I think he came in at fifth in his class or something like that. Um, but not too shabby for somebody who hadn't been there, um, you know, this is the first time there and he's on the electric bike going up there. So it was pretty cool. I think he came in twenty third overall, uh fifth in his class, which was a Pike's Peak heavyweight. There was another guy there from England on an electric bike and there might have been a Japanese guy there on electric bike. I forget what the um the Mirai team was and, uh, the motorcycle just said like, so like the sponsors, it didn't say anything about what it was. So I don't even know if it was electric or not. Um, but yeah, so it was pretty exciting. Rennie Skaysbrook, uh, they were talking about Carlin Dunn and Rennie Skaysbrook and Chris Fillmore being ones to watch because Chris Fillmore took the Triple Crown this year. He had won uh, 2017 on a Super Duke R, I believe, uh, like a 1290 or whatever. Um, he won last year on the 790 Duke uh, in the middleweight class, I believe. And then he took this year. On the uh, KTM 450 SXF, it kind of looks like a supermoto bike. He took the lightweight, so he got his triple crown, and uh, it's pretty cool to do back to back to back like 17, 18, 19, and get you know first in each class that you're you're trying to get. And we saw him at IMS talking about his preparations that he did for the 2018 round and what he was you know looking forward to doing on the 2019 round. And he's one of those guys. He's a I think he does. He used to be in the uh a rider for KTM uh when they not when they had the 390 cup but I think he was a mentor for the guys that were coming through the 390 cup and um same with Carlin Dunn he had raced and he was he's mentored people on the mountain. Um, I forget what they called the uh I forget what they called the mentors, but they gave him a special name and, and so people that had ridden the mountain multiple times would mentor new riders on it similar to like Isle of Man um sort of stuff. And so, yeah, this year they were talking about Rennie Skaysbrook. I think he, I think Rennie fell down on the Project 156. I forget if it was him or Don Conne that was racing it. Uh, and he was like looking like he was going to win uh, last year or something like that. He was really going for it and he fell. So he was like bummed about it. Um, but this year he took first and he was seventh overall. Uh, he took first in the heavyweight division. And right behind him, Lucy Glockner uh, came in second in motorcycles in the exhibition Power Sport, and she was first in her class, which was uh, the exhibition Power Sport division. So, yeah, it was kind of cool uh, that they were not too far behind each other. Um, so, yeah, he took uh, the, here's, here the. Here's how the standing happened the heavyweights was Randy Skasebrook on his Aprilia 10 V4 factory. See the 1100, uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful bike. So, I'm sure all the people at the uh, who owns Aprilia friggin' the guy that was at the Pinewood Derby with Brady that um, Piaggio, right? Piaggio owns Aprilia. So, I'm sure all the guys there at the Pasadena Design Center or whatever were were super stoked. Um, the middleweight class, um, Rafael Pashualin, I don't even know how to say his last name, but he took uh, took first in that on a Yamaha MT07. Uh, the lightweight cra- class, like we said, was Chris Fillmore on the KTM 450SXF. And then Lucy Glockner on her BMW S1000R took the Exhibition power sports. Um, that was, it was really cool hearing the race going. And they would, they were down at the, you know, they had guys at each of the significant spots. Like I think there was somebody at Devil's Playground or right before that. Somebody at like the picnic area, somebody at the finish line, somebody at the start line. Um, so you would hear just like Isle of Man as they're going through, well, when Corey West through went through, they missed him because I guess the motorcycles didn't have like a siren on them like they have in the past. And he went right by them, and they didn't know. And they're like, "Oh, I, we just heard that Corey West went through here on the electric bike, and we didn't catch him because like the siren was off or not working or something." So that was kind of funny. Um, and then it started. Okay, the race starts at like nine thousand feet, and it ends at fourteen thousand one hundred fifteen or something like that. It's just over fourteen thousand feet. So they're blasting up, you know, five thousand so ish feet of this mountain. Um and they are I forget some of the grades. Like some of the grades are like incredible. You're you're going like up ten feet for in height for every like hundred feet you go forward or something like that on some of these super crazy switchbacks, 156 turns, which is why the project 156 was named that. Um and there's no real guardrails except for on some of the tightest of hairpins, and so tragically, uh, I was listening to the race and it started to hail at the at the starting line, and they were talking about the thunderstorms coming in and all this stuff, but it was still sunny at the top. And the funny thing is, is there was snow all over the mountain, so the the road was like nice and clear, the dirt was clear, it was sunny and bright, but there was still snow in the shadows because they're so high up there. It I guess it stays cool. And so they start at like three in the morning and they start racing at seven 30 AM. And so the roads are still cold. And so that's why you want to kind of be the, like the last person up to mm-hmm. see where everybody was making mistakes to see where you're going to go and to get the best road. Cause you don't want that morning cold road. You know, you mm-hmm. can heat your tires all you want, but the road is going to be freaking cold at, you know, 10,000 feet. Mm-hmm. So the, the people go last, um, and the running order, the app doesn't have the running order on it anymore either now. So now now that it's over, but I I believe that, um, I want to say that Lucy Glockner and, uh, Renny Skaysbrook went last, uh, along with, um, Michael Woolaway and uh, Carlin Dunn. It was it was basically the exhibition power sports class that went the la- that went last, and so- Wooly.
0: Whoa, that was last. <laughs> yeah. Wooly, by the way, is a regular classic track days. Yeah. So if you guys, uh, if you. If you want to see, yeah, him. he's right. famous
2: for his Deus. Yeah, know? he's the bike builder for yeah. Deus, and he was just on a twenty nineteen Ducati custom. It just that's you know he's woolly, so he saw that one there before. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty rad though. Yeah, so he came in fourth, which isn't too shabby, um, and so that's pretty pretty good deal for him. And so they were talking about the races. One guy went off and they're like, well, we don't see him. And if they don't check in at the next checkpoint, they're like, I'm sure he pulled off somewhere, blah, blah, blah. You know, you don't know. That's just like Isle of Man, you don't know until you know. And so during, um, I had to go, I was getting taking my dog somewhere. I was, I was not in town. And so I didn't get to hear. I got to hear when Rennie Skasebrook took off. And then the last thing I heard was like the few Carlin Dunn's going to be up last or whatever. He's the last runner. So like the last two people I didn't hear. So I don't even remember if I heard Rennie take off because I think he was right before Carlin, but basically Carlin Dunn took off and they announced him at one spot. Um, and then, they announced him, you know, through all this stuff, and they never announced him at the finish line. And when I clicked it back on, you know I went went back over and clicked it, turned the volume back up, and it's like, they were waiting for the cars to start running. We're worried about the thunderstorms coming in. Hopefully it'll pass. It's coming to eat. You know, they were talking all about the weather because that's a real, real factor. It's been snowing up at the top before in the race cars. They can't leave till the end of the race. Everybody has to run. And then at the end of the race, everybody comes down. So they would be up there sitting in their cars with snow falling while people are still coming racing up from the bottom. Right. So they were worried about the, the sleet storm that was happening at 9000 feet. You know, and then they said, yeah, up here on the mountain, we hear thunderclaps and thunder strikes up here at the house at the top, but we don't see any rain yet. Hopefully it, it won't come through. And they said, yeah, there seems like something's happened at the top and we're, we're going to do a weather delay. So basically they, they never announced Carlin Dunn crossing the finish line, but they never said anything about an accident either. And so it wasn't until I got, um, home that night that the. Actual press release had come through while I was driving home And it said that he had passed away And so Carlin Dunn, age 36 So Wiggs' age, I guess um, He had won the 2011, uh, 14 um, No, no, 2011, 12, and 13 and then he took a little bit of break to do filming, came back and won 2018. And supposedly he, he was the fastest qualifier this weekend. And supposedly he was like when they, when he was hitting all the traps, he was the fastest guy. He, he, he was going on record to break the, um, you know, win the race. And so there was a bump about 20 yards from the finish line that everybody was having problems with, um, I guess in qualifying. And they think that he hit that and, People, there was a couple witnesses, I guess, that said that the they just saw bike parts, and then so Carlin. There's no footage of it. About- no, no. There's there's footage of him going around the last corner, and then there's like a long straightaway with like kind of like a little bend to the finish line, and actually in 2015, uh, I think was the last. Um, Death there, a guy. The finish line area wasn't paved, so you're going from pavement into Mm -hmm. dirt. And he hit the dirt and like grabbed the front and just hit, slid into some rocks (laughs) and died. So, I mean, it's it's hairy, like, even even after the finish line when you're slowing down to stop, Mm -hmm. you can, you know, I'm saying he wasn't even on the gas. Um, but that sucked to like win the race and then you die, (laughs) yeah, exactly. So, Carlin never finished, he he the bike just disintegrated 20 yards before the finish line. And when they were talking about the race, they they don't know what's happening and nobody up at the top knew what's happening because you don't know until they come across the finish line. And it's kind of like a weird corner with like a lot of rocks so you can't see, I guess. And so only some people saw bike parts going everywhere. I do remember them talking about, they they were talking about how it looked like there's an incident at the top of the hill but they never say any, said anything about it because they didn't know and they were super worried about the rain coming in because they had a weather delay and I'm wondering if that weather delay that I heard was partially also to airlift him mm-hmm. out but yeah, he had he had already died um, up there and it, it was really, it was hard to hear a lot of people by the next day listening to it live, like I didn't know and until I got home and read it and that's exactly when a lot of the other competitors that were there found out about it wow. is when they announced it cuz they didn't know that you don't come across the line they didn't know either and so um i think a lot of them they're like family up there when they race so i think it was kind of hard maybe for some of them to have heard that but um it's just it's a tragic loss he was a he was, I saw him, the first time I saw him was in, uh, on any Sunday to the next chapter. And he was talking about riding his, he, him and his father had a Ducati dealership in Santa Barbara and he rode his Ducati to Pike's peak. The one that he rode there, he raced and won. I think that was like 2013 and then <laughs> rode it back home or, you know what I'm saying? Wow. And so I was like, dude, so yeah, it was like the multistrata. And so it was just really interesting, um, the the life that this guy had and he was also a mentor to new racers and stuff like that so it, he was really a cool dude and um, the misfits played a little bit of him on their podcast and I was like yeah dude every everything I saw with him uh, was he was just like the nicest guy you know and it's just a tragic that he um, at least he went out racing doing what he loved but at the same time like it's it's a bummer to lose a kind of a hero like that that's a nice guy as well as a champion of the mountain it reminds me of like uh, I think I replied to Matt from Motorbike Obsessions today on Instagram, saying it reminds me of Joey Dunlop, where they consider him the master of that domain, and then you know you die on it. So
0: I'm kind of surprised that he's never like he never went and did Isle of Man or anything. Yeah, like <laughs> funny enough. Ro- uh, um, or that none of the Isle of Man guys come over Yeah, Pikes Peak. I was
2: going to say Dunlop was supposed to Come over and do it this year, but he got injured And then he didn't have a really hmm. good mile, Isle of Man That one guy that rode the uh, the Bob, Rob Barber he, That was from the University of uh, Nottingham, he actually Raced that electric and the electric TT over Isle of Man, threw it On a plane or a boat or something, shipped it over Here and then did Pikes Peak, you know, the, really? like Two weeks, what, four, three or four I Weeks later. I also wonder
0: and this might crush my dreams of taking a sportster and doing it or or like someone like Tony doing a soft tail up it but i wonder if they're going to place some kind of limit so right now the rule for bikes is it had to come from the factory with one piece bars because it eliminates CBR 1000, a BMW S1000R, like a Panigale V4. Well, it's not because of Pikes Peak because they don't care that much about Pikes Peak, but KTM does a 6 or a 1290 Super Duke. Um, The bike that Carlin Dunn was on was the V4 Panigale. It's not called a Panigale, but the V4 Street Fighter is actually a prototype. Um, The Street Fighter is, you know, we talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago, right? It's just pulling the plastic off and putting moto bars on. Mm -hmm. Basically, Panigale V4. Like, it's not. The monsters are a little more relaxed geometry, and the Street Fighters aren't. So he's on, you know, a a world super bike, bike that's been... The plastic's been taken off and, and moto bars have been put on. Like that thing makes over 200 horse. It's not like mm-hmm. I always joke about Honda, you know, pulling away like 30 horse and adding 50 pounds or whatever. Um, they didn't do that. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if Pikes Peak, like, I'm not well, saying that Reden- this is the issue, but are they going to change the rules to limit the bikes more? I w- You know what? I or was, the cars. I was but- wondering,
2: this is only the seventh death in the entire series. One of them was in 1921 when I think it said somebody, the, they didn't close the roads to the public or something like that. So somebody hit a, a car going up. Oh man. Um, the other one was like in 1982. Uh, I forget what happened then. So they went like a good 60 years before between crashes. And then the next one didn't happen until 2001 and the remaining, you know, one and two happened a long time ago. The remaining ones, uh, five of the seven have been since 2001. When is that all bikes, the seven? No. That's everything. But it's cars and bikes getting yeah. faster and faster and faster and faster. And, that's
1: and, a better ratio than Isle of Man, right? Oh, yeah. That's almost still, a one a year. Listen, yeah. it's
2: still safer than swimming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many people drown every year. Well, but the thing if you is, look at
0: numbers like that, you're talking about 40 people going up a mountain compared to, you know, 40 million swimming all the time. Mm. <laughs> uh, I know. But I wonder... It, and to me, part of the problem is when they paved the whole thing, that was part of it too, which wasn't the that, race organization didn't pay it. This, this no. pave it. The state paid yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They but, wanted,
2: more, they didn't want, you know, mom and dad with the kids in the minivan to get stuck spinning their wheels up there in the dirt. They wanted to be do, able to drive
0: up to the top. Yeah. But when it's cold and snowy, you're going to do better in the dirt than you will on the pavement. Well, especially,
2: can you imagine like get some ice on yeah, the downhill pavement? But Ooh. it was probably during the summer months where most people were visiting that it Maybe. was like all crummy. Because because yeah, I mean, right, there was still snow on it. Now I could only imagine the yeah, slush, right?
0: Because that I mean, when it was half dirt, like that limited the bikes. Dude, like four fifty supermotos were the hot ticket. Yeah, or if people did a lot of XR 750s yeah, seven fifty flat track bikes. I saw a lot of classic flat track bikes yeah. doing it uh, because in the Rotax, because you could throw a front brake on it and some Dunlops, and you could run the bottom section pretty good. But then you could get to the dirt section and be pretty good. Yeah, and, and like, they, that he had that run V4 he had run, run the, the Multistrada
2: in twenty eleven, and they didn't pave that and. 20- 2011, 12 and yeah. thirteen. And I don't think they paved it all the way to the top until twenty fourteen. I think you're right about that. Yeah. yeah. So. And the
0: multistrata was I mean, that it was kind of an A D V or is kind mm-hmm, of an A D V thing. So yeah. And I'm sure that his time wasn't
2: close to what they are now i oh, just no, think no, 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 since no. they paved them that's why they that's why they don't want the super bike bars and that's why i was surprised that the tuono v4 it was a fully faired bike but it
0: had but it was like motor bars yeah but yeah. it was the toronto all it has to do is come from the factory like that you yeah. don't have to keep the factory bodywork work on yeah it. so they just put the regular bodywork on a toronto and called it yeah. a day and i don't know how aggressive the toronto is compared to like I, but I know the Street Fighter and the Panigale are pretty well the same. Yeah.
2: Well, I know the one V4 is... It's the same motor. God, it's got like... Yeah, it's got like 200-something yeah. horsepower. Yeah. But it's also... I think that the whole reason to go to the motor Bar versus the clip-on was for... The bikes are so much faster if you can lean so much harder. And, and they're trying to avoid stuff yeah. like this. But uh, I think
0: that one well, At the time, there just weren't a lot of... Bikes coming from the factory with moto bars that were the same horsepower and weight <laughs> yeah, as a bike so that came with clip-ons. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because of like the Honda CBR1000 and the CB, you weren't going to go raise your CB or
2: yeah. R1 I mean, up you, this hill because it was a didn't have dirt tires and you weren't going to make it up yeah, half of it. Yeah. yeah,
0: and then when they paved it and said you had to have one-piece bars, okay, so the CB1000, if that's what you had, it would work, but it's not comparable to like that V4 or even a 1290 Super mm. Duke or yeah. So yeah, that's that's all the
2: the news I had from that. It was super tragic, also super fun, and congratulations, uh, Rennie Skasebrook for finally. I think he had been trying to get this for like three years now, and I think he pretty much busted a collarbone if it wasn't last year or the year before trying to do this. Um, so congratulations or maybe he busted a collarbone and wasn't able to race it one of the years i forget exactly uh how it went but yeah like congrats on finally getting your win and uh, congrats to the Apilia. and yeah if you get a chance download the pikes peak app uh, and next year it's super cool there's like a lot of info on there um regarding the timing the fan fest looked really fun which you know just like Isle of Man and and any race you go to, really, there's like all the side stuff that you can go spectate and look at all the cool race cars that are going to go up. It cool thing about Pikes Peak, you get to look at cars and bikes, which I think is pretty cool. Um I got the uh I got the call a little while ago that I need to bounce out of here. You guys want to keep rolling, or are you guys good? Jay, I don't have anywhere to go. You, I know you've been sitting over here quietly I'm in your waiting cast, waiting for my uh, ice cream to get delivered. <laughs> <laughs> I know Ash has been out here giving you all sorts of stuff. Uh, so I can only imagine that you're like taking care of one of your, one of these other pets that you have around here. Yeah. We're going to, I saw her bike when we, when I was walking yeah, up not, here with uh, all the gear. Afterwards
1: I'm going to show you guys the bike. I want you to look yeah. it over.
2: Tell me if there's well, anything I missed. Yeah. Let's go peek oh you mean at the banana or yeah the banana. yeah yeah let's go peek at it and then we're also going to go down and look at your harley and maybe we'll make jay oh, yeah. uh, um creative writing hooligan uh women's hooligan flat tracker next year after- <laughs> and we'll bust your other leg how's that because
1: i just need to get a frame that i can just
2: clip <laughs>
1: my my leg into it
2: uh, i know i saw Strap how you're on i saw you practicing some
1: carbon fiber on the outside of it
2: I saw the the Instagram post of you practicing riding with clutches yeah I just
1: need to get some frame sliders for the outside of my leg
2: that'll be good <laughs> that's true <laughs> some leg sliders oh my god so with that I think we're going to Bounce out of here we, we still took up More time More of your time Than I said we would But uh, but that's okay you, you won't hold it Against us Will you So if you want To get a hold of us If you like anything You heard tonight uh, Write us If you didn't like Anything you heard Tonight That is uh, Wig09 On Instagram <laughs> <laughs> You can you can Write us It's uh, CreativeWritingPodcast At gmail.com uh, You can give us A call And bitch us out In our eardrums At 741 745- Five six three two eight five eight. Check out the blog, which is usually just the podcast, but once in a while I'll throw something up um, at creative writing.com and check us out on Instagrizzle and Facebook at Creative uh, Writing Podcast on both of those or Creative Writer. On Twitter, I'm sorry, creative underscore writer. On Twitter, if you want to go see what the world of Twitter is doing uh, for wigs, check him out at wig09 on Instagram and at Field Initiative Knives. You go check out some of his hardware. And uh, stick it into some software, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jay, you can find her at flying underscore banana. Check out some of her artwork, which she has prominently displayed around this art gallery that she (laughs) so lovingly invited us to today. And I got to say, it's looking good. You can buy a piece of it and help her pay for this stupid cast. Help her pay for the frame slider that she needs to attach to (laughs) her knee.
1: Medically, permanently um, installed in my leg. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, we're going to have to do something. Help us pay for some popsicle sticks to tape to her leg so we can get her (laughs) back on the bike. And uh, yeah, that's about it, man. We're going to get out of here. We're going to go look at some Banana Edge and uh, check out her collection
1: um, of project bikes in the garage. (laughs)
2: Yeah, they used to not be project bikes. All right, everybody. Peace and grease. Tell your niece. (laughs)
0: Later. Later. Later.